if you're going to clap, clap for Jesus. Make it louder. Let him know that he's honored. Come on, make him known. Let it be known. Make his name famous. Come on, let it be known all across the globe that he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and everything else in between. Come on, bless him. Bless him, bless him. No matter what you're going through, give him the praise and give him the glory and give him the honor. You're going to keep on clapping your hands no matter what you're going through. And then you're going to smile. Come on, Aaron, you got to smile because we're yet to see a happy demon. Come on, make the devil nervous. Come on, you keep on smiling. You keep on clapping your hands. You're serving a king who is the king of kings. Amen. It is great to have you in the house this morning. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Great is your faithfulness. Anoint these lips of clay. Touch, heal, and deliver. Set your people free. Anoint these lips of clay. Speak through these vocal cords. But anoint my mind and these lips. Let somebody get deliverance, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said... Amen and amen. One more time, give it up for Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. Amen. So we're starting a new series. It's called Fight for Your Family. Everybody say, Fight for Your Family. So there are some things that are worth fighting for, and the things worth fighting for are not things. Stop fighting about things in your house. We yet to see a hearse in a trailer. The things worth fighting for are not things, so just quit that you don't have that outfit yet, and that dinner service yet, and those pots yet, whatever. Just stop fighting about things. And so when you're coming to the church of the living God, you need to know that God's going to build you up and he's going to strengthen you and he's going to build you line upon line. And we're hearing about this building from the ground up. And what does it mean? And how where does God start? And so we are going to speak about the church and that is what the song is about. He told Peter that I'm going to build my church upon that rock of revelation that I am the Christ. I'm going to build my church upon that. But we are also building something called the family. And so where would God start concerning building your life and building your family? And so um, there are many things that you, if you live light on certain things, you, you're going to struggle your whole walk with, in your whole life with God. So I mean like, like finances. You know, a marriage can crumble because there's no finances. Many people break up because... They couldn't move into a new level of, of what God has called them to do. And so marriages struggle and families go under, in many ways, live under a curse of poverty because you were unable to break out of the financial challenge. And so the children can't go to the schools or you can't stay where you want to stay and not have the comfort that God, want, God wants for you and your family. And so if you don't have those things in order in your life... Um, 
you struggle on many levels. And so even health, one is fitness. So um, if you don't take care of your physical body and don't learn how to fast, um, you can get into all kinds of trouble in your physical body that also takes finances and affects your work and productivity and also affects maybe, you know, your midnight ministry with your wife. Just saying. For many people, when you're dealing with the family and you watch people put, you know, they, they're going having their picnics and they're spending time together and, you know, and you'll hear people say things like family first. I don't see that consistent with, consistent with the scripture. God is a family man and throughout scripture, from the beginning of time, he wanted a family. And Adam was there and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. And I'm going to say some things this morning that might just challenge your paradigm a little bit around how you see God and how you see life and how you see family. And so God is a family man and that's, the, that's, that's clear. But I want to share something with you today that's going to rock your, your little world a little bit to just have look at family a little different. Okay? So God said, let us make man in our image. That was Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. He created them. So God puts, makes his family. He puts them in the earth and he empowers them. He puts something on them because they're God's family. So he puts the blessing on them. The blessing is an empowerment. God blessed them and said, be fruitful. So the blessing is the original or operating system for all of mankind. It's the original operating system. And so, um, you know, things went wrong and man then invented and recreated their own software because um, the first load of software where the Holy Spirit was present and ensuring that the blessing is operating in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1, it lets you know that this is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Verse 2 says, he created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. So mankind has something on him, the original software called the blessing. And... Adam lived 130 years and he begot a son in his... Now, this is where it changes. Adam sins. Now, watch what God's original software was. It was made in an image of God. So, this is what goes on. Adam lived 130 years and he begot a son in his own image, in his own likeness, and after his own image, and named, and named him Seth. So, now you don't have an original of what was called the blessing that was supposed to be on man. It was now changed. And so when God walks into the garden and Adam's hiding, he's broke, he's naked, he's afraid, him and his wife, you're finding that there's a fault in the software. So God is not like Apple that will every time, every year, they would send out a new iPhone. God doesn't function that way. 
Apple says, throw that phone away. We're getting a new one with a new software. No, God's intention from the beginning of time, I want you to see this, is that as the blessing was there, when it went wrong, God never discarded the, the, the man. Well, he did through, through Noah because they started mixing with, with aliens and their offspring could never be saved, could not be redeemed. So no pure bloods. And so God has to remove that man. He takes Noah, puts him in an ark and he starts a new family and he blesses them. And then he goes to a man named Abraham and he starts this family. And it's really important for me to lay the foundation because you're going to hook your faith onto all that is here and you're going to see the breakthrough you've been looking for for you and your family. And everybody said an amen in this church. So, so God's regret in the way he could have said, well, Adam, you messed up. We're bringing in a new iPhone with the latest software. Because of God's love for man, what he does is he keeps you but he gives you the latest software. So you remember drag racing? We used to go drag racing. Well, at least I could go and watch. And you watch these guys, little whatever car he's got, and it looks like it can't be beaten. And this car then goes and beats everybody on the night. And at the end of the night, everybody comes and they ask for what? To pop the hood. They want to see what's in the hood. Because once you've this, and you find there's a brand new engine, souped up engine. That's exactly what happened to you when you got born again. God doesn't throw you away. You become a new creation in Christ. And the hood, come on somebody. Say, say tell your neighbor, don't look at my ingrown toenail. You're going to look what's happening on the inside of me because when you got born again, uh, your hair was still the same. Come on, somebody. You haven't changed on the outside, but there's something that's different inside of you in, under that hood. There's something brand new. If any man be in Christ, he becomes a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. I am ahead of myself. And so the blessing, when it's on you, it was on, it was on Adam. He lost it. He now is functioning out of a different software. Then Noah gets blessed because he's the one in his family that builds an ark and they get saved. And then God blesses them. And, and, and then, um, then comes Abraham. And in, that's found in Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to hop through some things quickly. Okay, go back to Isaiah 51 in verse 1 to 3. Because, listen to me. You who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone. It's okay to be the only one saved in your house. Why? I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Because when the blessing is on you, everybody in the house benefits, but the truth is that it's on you. 
Because what is this blessing? This thing that was the original software that God put on Adam, that Adam, uh, I want you to know today that Satan wasn't after anything other than the blessing. Because with the blessing that's on, your, on Adam's life, he was going to take over the whole earth. He was going to change the way things were done. He was going to walk into every city. He was going to build it the way it should be built. Because you need software to run in the earth. It came with the manual. Of course it came with the manual. Aren't you reading your Bible? It's in the Bible because people say, I just wish life came with a, a manual. It did, honey. It did. It's called the blessing. And when you understand how they're operating, I tell you why you don't know. It's because it's the same reason why when you buy a new vacuum, you never read the instruction. You're very quiet in this church this morning. It's the same reason why people don't read the Bible. Because in the Bible, it tells you that you are blessed. It did come with the manual. You just don't understand it. So let's give you understanding. So he says... You're going to have to then follow after him, says, and then when the blessing is on you, something's going to happen to you. The Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort her all the waste places. He will make a wilderness like Eden. So something's got to happen to you when God calls you, puts his blessing on you and your family. Something's got to happen to your business. Something's got to happen to your body. Something's got to happen to your family. I'm going to get louder a little here this morning. Something is going to happen in this place this morning. Something good is going on here right now. Come on. There is no infirmity that can remain in your body. There is no broker that can visit your home anymore. There's no confusion in your marriage anymore. You don't have a desire for other things anymore. Because when you understand the power of the blessing, it is more than somebody sneezing and you say, oh, bless you. Oh, no honey the blessing of the lord when it's on a family you can't mess with them put up genesis chapter 12 and keep clapping your hands i'm going to show you this morning that there is something about the blessing of the lord that is on somebody when you when the blessing of the lord is upon you listen to this listen to this now the lord had said to abraham he's putting back he's not after anything else but to show you how the software works oh bless you now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country. From your family. From your father's house. To a land that I will show you. I say to you today, and let me just be clear about what I gave you. When people say family first, it's not consistent with scripture. Because the first thing when God calls you, He calls you out from your family. He calls you out from your father's house. He calls you out. The first thing about faith is that He calls you out. And many people say, I just want to keep my family together. Here's what Dr. Winston said. Mom, don't you ever put your children ahead of God because you put them in danger. There should be nothing between you and God, not even your family. I'll give you scripture. The thing that, that your family needs is not family first. What your family needs is somebody in your family with faith. Here's the title of my sermon, Faith First. Everybody shout, Faith First. 
He's teaching Abraham to come out from the family and he's empowering to deal with faith. Because let me tell you, if there's nobody with faith in your family, you're just almost broke. If somebody gets sick, you better have somebody to call upon and say, you know what? You have to lay your hands on this child. It needs somebody not that is in the family just. It's somebody who's got faith with them. You are quiet. Look to the rock that you were hewn from. Look to Abraham, your father. He is the father of your faith. It's not the family first. He then told him, get out from all your family. Get away from the people that's messing with your culture. Get it, get it with your thinking and your mind. And so Isaiah lived a thousand years after Abraham. And still the scripture says, look to Abraham, your father. He's laying a foundation. So he becomes your example of faith. And so in, times, in, in matters of righteous and right living, look to the rock from which you were hewn. So God sets him up as the family man. And of course the Jewish people hold on to Abraham, their father. But because you are leftovers to the world, you know that you are. You're called a Gentile. The world thinks nothing about you. They rejected you. You don't fit in on the mold. You don't fit in on anything that, that is in their system. And as the world has rejected you, God says, I'll take you. And he puts you in a family. And how does he do it? Through Jesus Christ. So you have these two olive branches dripping with the anointing. One is Israel, the Jewish people, and two is the Gentiles, which is the church. Aren't you glad you're in church this morning? Come on, clap your hands a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So he says, you need to come out. If you look to Abraham, you see, I pulled him out of a ditch. From the pit he was stuck in. And I brought him in to stand on a different kind of family because that's what I wanted from the beginning of time. So, look to the rock that you come from. I called him alone. I blessed him. Now watch. And increased him, of course. I'm going to hop through a couple of things. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out from your country, your family, and your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now you need to pay attention to the land that I will show you because they were all looking for this land. But you've come into this land already and I'll show you. Now the Lord said to, to Abraham, uh, uh, verse 2 please. I will make you, listen to what the blessing does. This is software. This is God's original software. It's called the blessing. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Verse 3 says, I will bless those, I didn't say this, eh? it's in your Bible. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. Do you understand what family you belong to? You need to understand that this is a blessed family. And even though you come from a family that was messed up, you were born into it. When you get born again, you come into a different family that's uncursable. Huh. And I will curse him who curses you and in you. 
So God sets the order and the template straight. He pulls a man out, puts a blessing on him, says your name will be great. All your children, your seed will be mighty upon the earth. And I'm going to make sure that whoever touches you, touches me and I will deal with them. You keep on moving. You keep on increasing. And you don't have to look back. You don't have to fight people anymore. You don't have to go and curse people. Don't spend your time bothered with dogs that keep on barking. You keep on shining. You take your family. You put them in this place called the blessing. And if you keep on moving forward in the kingdom of God, no matter what they say about you, don't pay attention to them. No matter what they feel about you, don't worry about that. I'm going to increase you because you have the software. You have the anointing. You have my blessing. You can increase every day your business will multiply you will become fruitful your children will become strong your seed will be mighty upon the earth you're going to walk in the blessing of the Lord wherever you go people cannot help but help you because you found my original software it's on your life and even if they try and put another curse on you they will go tick talk baby they'll jump right off because you are walking on this earth in this earth with the correct software and nobody can stop you nobody can hinder your progress no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Joshua as I was with Moses so I'll be with your family somebody needs to shout that my family name is blessed I have got to speak about this you got to put faith in the blessing everybody say faith first say wherever I walk let the company go down they living under a curse if you're gonna fire us this department will survive and if I it's time to move my assignment is up but I'm gonna walk with the blessing wherever I go if I'm in a university let everything else burn down but my room will be saved it I don't care what happens everywhere else we know the curse is in the earth we know the curse is operating in the earth but if God can find one person with the blessing Abraham could negotiate when the blessing was on him God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah but Abraham came in and he said listen Lord if we can find 50 righteous in the city will you destroy it God says how can I hide from Abraham Abraham what I am doing God said how can I hide from my friend because in this family God can give secrets and he can let us know what he is up to in the earth when the anointing of God is upon your life and you are in this family you can negotiate with God is anybody gonna hear me this morning there's somebody gonna negotiate a better salary God I know that's what they want to give me but can we have a conversation this morning because the blessing of the Lord is upon me this man called Laban oh my, let me finish this thing Abraham went from 50 people in a city he says how about God says I can't destroy them because I got family that's in Sodom and Gomorrah I can't destroy them then he goes and says dad how about in this family if we find 40 that are righteous in the city the Lord says no we cannot destroy them he says how about 30 he says no it can't happen because we don't kill our own family this blessing is to save the people he go 
close to 20 and finally 10 and God he says God you gotta back off from destroying this man because even though Lot is a dysfunctional man even though he does he is my brother he calls him brother in Genesis chapter 14 he goes and he fetches him and he's got to deal with everything demonic and satanic because God's not going to destroy a city because we found 10 are there more than 10 righteous people in this place there is no way that Job can go under how Teng we got them traveling from the north and the south and the east and the west the city cannot go down we cannot be all vaccinated and it's over we are still here honey because when we leave there'll be no more righteous in the earth then the devil can have his way and we are out of the way but as long as the church is here we're gonna fight a good fight of faith you can't stop the righteous is there anybody that understands the righteousness of God because when I understand that I am the righteousness of God you cannot stop us I need somebody in this house to lift up a shout and a praise Somebody shout, you messing with the wrong family. This is the year of recompense. I am sending a warning shot in the air. I want the devil to know. And anybody that's on his side, you touch the righteous this year. And you see how a payout will come. You write rubbish on social media. You watch what you will get this year. You're messing with the wrong family. Everybody shout, shout, don't touch. This is family. You need to know that God sees you differently than anybody else. We're all God's creation. But we're not all God's children. You get born again and you become into the family of God. Don't you mess with this. And some of you are going to get your fight back because you think that the devil can just hit you and hit you and beat you and torment you and bring an and an. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This thing's over. I'm telling somebody this morning. Say, everybody, come on, get a bit of an attitude and say, no, 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 no. I am the righteousness of God. And what God has blessed, no man can curse. I cannot be under the weather all the time. I can't be under circumstances all the time. What are you doing under circumstances? You were made for dominion. You are born of God. That which is born of God overcomes the world, even your faith. Where are the righteous in the city? Please be seated. <laughs> Whew, didn't need to preach that hard this early in the morning. I want you to understand this thing. You must be okay with walking away from family that is, I didn't say get divorced. Please hear me to what I'm saying. I didn't say that. I am talking about dealing with your faith where God blesses you alone and increases you. There's this man that his name is, is Jacob. The blessing is on him, but he's running from his... His father releases the blessing on him, but because of his brother and he's swindling him out of the blessing. 
He runs. And with this, he spends 20 years not knowing what's on him. Do you know what's on you? Do you really know what's on you? Do you really understand what is on you? This blessing is for the family. He sits in that place. He has an uncle. You, some of you need to get a father in the faith. Many of you got uncles. You got an uncle in the furniture business? Some of you got uncles in the spiritual business. And he's robbing you of your destiny because he knows the blessing is on Jacob. And he changes his wages ten times. Until Jacob wakes up one day and says, but the blessing's in on me. This man's in making profit of my life. The world's been making profit out of the church for many, many years. Because the church keeps going to the world believing that they got it. The world ain't got it, honey. The blessing is on you. If you are saved, you, are, you have the blessing on you. You, I'll just, you know, just, I'll keep my job and, you know, this year you're getting a 0.6% increase. Oh, I just, I just, I'm just happy I got a job. What? Is that increase? Is it costing you more just to get with petrol to work? Whenever God calls you to break from systems, He's not going to give you something that is inferior. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 23. Read with me. Then he brought, come on, this is all of us this morning, because you're coming out of a system. He brought us out from there, come on. Why? That he might bring us in. And to do what? To give us the land of which he swore to our fathers. When God asks you to break from a family system and religion and your picklefish mentality, he's bringing you into a superior mindset. It's a different system. Anytime God calls you to move, it's because he has another place prepared for you. You didn't just get saved to hang by your thumbs until Jesus comes. Anytime God asks you to give something, it's because he has something better. When anytime God asks you to get out from your religious system and family, it's because he has another family for you. Because families, many families control a lot of the way we think. And to break from traditions and cultures will be one of the hardest things we ever do. Because I've got to judge everything through the scriptures. Please write this out. Traditions don't allow us to make our own decisions. Some of you, you're not Christian. You were just born into a Christian culture. You never got born again. No, I am Christian. No, you're not. A born-again lifestyle means that everything changes. Okay, let me just move forward here. Hmm. You cannot place business before the kingdom. You cannot place your spouse first. You cannot even place your traditions. Jesus said your traditions makes the word of God of none effect. So when you're coming into this, there's, there's an inheritance for you in this family. And this is what the scripture says. Give me Luke chapter 19 verse 1. 
Have a look at this guy. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a, a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He was making money of robbing people. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. God doesn't waste words. Watch. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Because he's a family man. God's a family man. So he's looking at Zacchaeus. First of all, Zacchaeus is short. Because he's speaking to everybody that's coming short every single month. <laughs> every month. You know, I'm, I'm just a little short. Can, can you help me? No, no, no. You know, I mean, we come from this family, right? And we used to go and borrow from the neighbors. And then, you know, then we used to have loan accounts at, at, at the stores. We were eight in the family with the border and mom and dad. So, you know, if you had any kind of uh, liver pate, it's liver bologna. When you grow up. <laughs> when, when you grew up. If you had that on your bread, man, with some toast. Mm, mm, mm. You borrowed everywhere. And every month, you could not wait for the, whoever's married and working in the banks in the house, you make sure you're friends with him on the 19th of the month. Because you're short. And every month you come short. And we took that lifestyle into being born again. And so when I was, you know, God was moving me into a new system. I went and borrowed the money even from my helper. I would pay and I'd say, well, I know there'll be money here. So, I had them, you know, this is right when I was the beginning. I'm, look, I'm born again 25 years, so you, you'll understand what I'm talking about. You're trying to find out God. You want to tithe, and, but the tithe is not, you're not seeing any results, and you're shifting systems because your family's been living under this curse all this time, and the devil, when you begin a tithe, he puts you under all kinds of pressure. Because he doesn't want you to know that you are actually blessed. And that you're not blessing to get, you're not, you're not tithing to, to get blessed. You, you, you tithe because you're blessed. You're responding out of the blessing that's on you. Back into a system. Come on, this church is going to hear me today. Because some of you have been put under so much pressure. And you're not even giving a cent, you're not offering. And like, because you don't believe that God's system in the blessing works. Come on, the Bible says when the blessing was on them, they responded in Genesis chapter 14 with the tithe. Come on, you don't tithe to make you blessed. The windows of a heaven are already open of your life. You, what we do is when we come on a Sunday and we come at the end of the month, we walk in here and say, let me tell you what the Lord has done. You're walking with a giant's head and blood dripping everywhere. And I took the giant's head off and look at the reward. I want to respond with a tithe. I want to let the Lord know that his system works. I've got to let the Lord know that the blessing of the Lord is on me. And I want the devil to know I'm not coming to pay him first. Let Edgar's go to hell, man, for all I care. You're supposed to bring your tithe into the storehouse. You 
you are supposed to walk knowing that I am blessed and when I, the blessing is on me and I get a breakthrough my first port of call my first stop is not the bottle store with some wine and a fine dining thing you are supposed to run into the house of God and you, oh yes, you you're not clapping your hands at all I'm concerned because what are you doing with your money don't you believe that the blessing is on you that your first stop okay just smile and clap your hands even if you're not tithing yet every blessing that I've got has come from the kingdom of God and if the devil blesses you and you go up he's the same person can bring you down you better honor God with that tithe because the blessing when I tithe I'm responding to the blessing we parked there a little while and how did I get there Oh, it's because Zacchaeus represents your family tree. You keep on climbing on the family tree and trying to show the rest of the world. Maar jy weet, jy skort in jou gelten. But you look good for the world, I must tell you. Because you want to show them I can see above you. Did you see my car? But you come short. Every month, we see how wonderful your dress looks, but you're short in your finances. What was Jesus calling? He was calling him out of the family tree he was stuck in. He was bringing him off from a system. Then Jesus came to the place, going to his house, and I hope Jesus visits you in your house. Because it's time that you get off from that family tree and brag about it. And it's almost broke. It's like, what the hell? Are you not a child of a living God? Oh, it's too quiet in this church. I think, uh, okay, Father, bless them. I'm out of here in Jesus' name. You. He made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. May you receive Jesus and his whole system joyfully in your home. So the people saw it, they complained, saying he's gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said, watch from a system that wants to hoard and steal and take from people and act like they're rich, yet they know they still come short of the glory of God. He says, Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. How do I know somebody's really saved? They're not gripped by greed anymore. When you are in this kingdom, you are blessed to be a blessing. There is nothing on you that the devil can say, keep that. No, no, no. Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I get to restore people fourfold. Because when the blessing is on you in this family, Something must happen to you. You cannot be stingy anymore. You cannot be selfish. Oh, I don't want to play ball with you anymore. I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. Because they scored against you. Man United. <laughs> Christian Ronaldo still crying. Get over it. Big man. And Jesus said to him, Listen. Today's salvation has come to this house. Because what did he do? 
He converted him from a system that was a family tree that was short, that, that, that messed up his destiny and created a system in his mind that said you must hoard and hold on to. And did what? And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he's also, he is also a son of a new system. He's now got the blessing on him. Come on, clap your hands because something is going to happen in your house this morning. We're going to break that spirit of poverty and greed. You are coming into a new family tree. Come on, somebody. God says, no matter who's left house, family, mothers, fathers, lands for my sake will be restored a hundredfold in this lifetime and eternal life. Come on, somebody. It's going to come with persecution, but you need to know that the blessing is on you, you and your family. You are going to walk in the blessing. Oh, just feel somebody needs to clap their hands and by faith but going to believe that you are actually in a new system. Come on, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. Keep clapping your hands. My time is almost up. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. Come on, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. Hallelujah. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. When you come into the kingdom of God, Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Every tree that our heavenly fathers not planted will be uprooted. Okay, Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Please hear me today. May you be built up on a brand new system. May you begin to walk with a confidence. This is my desire. That you fight with your fight for your family, not with them. Put the blessing of the Lord upon your children. Place it upon them that wherever they go in the schools, they need to walk with confidence to say, you know what? He's given his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. I can't even dash my foot against the stone. Even I can't even trip over anything. My children are safe and secure. Are you more fearful and operating under the curse or are you actually speaking the blessing of the Lord upon them and say they're safe and secure? Because God will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Now, the reason why you need the word of God in your home. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. You don't get built up because you just sing a song. You get built up because you have word in you. There's word in your home. There's word over your children. They're acting all crazy and speaking about addiction and wayward. You speak the word over your home. Why? Because the word of God builds you up. What do I just say? You know, the child says, look, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't think right. And brother, it's like this little young boy that, you know, went to the teacher when the teacher was marking his maths paper. And said, teacher, I just want you to let you know that my father said, if I don't pass, somebody's going to be in trouble. He was basically saying, not me. You better change that marks over there. You better have something in your home that builds your home up. It's called the word of God. When the word of God is inside of you and it's spoken over your children, Everything covered in faith is protected by God. 
It's protected by God. So you need word speaking. Stop, stop cursing your children. Stop, stop telling them how bad they are. Stop speaking that into, the, into that. I mean, I've heard what people said about me. I mean, it was like many, many years ago, growing up. You know, people say sticks and stones. We grew up with that. We'll break your bones and words will never harm you. That's a lie. Words can create lifetime damage. You still remember how they called you fat. Teletubbies. God would never, when you come into this system, this whole system is designed by speaking words of life. Mark chapter 10 verse 27. Let's wrap it up. Hmm. Hmm. Jesus looked at them and said, there's a rich man that came and said, I also want your, what your people have. It's called the blessing. The Zoe kind of life. He says, well then, you know what, what, what you're going to do? Sell what you have and give into my vision to feed the poor. And the Bible says this rich young, young ruler was sad. And so then Peter said, but hey, listen, dude, we've been walking with you, right? Then Jesus looked at them and said, with men it's impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we switched systems. We left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, should I say to you, there is no one, read with me, there is no one, say it again, there is no one, say it again, say it again. Because some of you have not sown, you're not giving, you're not participating in the kingdom, yet you saved, and you're seeing others being blessed, and yet he's saying, but there is no one. There is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. What? What's the restoration? Come on. Houses and brothers, there's family, and sisters, there's family, and mothers, and children, and lands. Okay, so hello persecution. I'll take the persecution. And when the persecution's done, I'm going to have a hundredfold. And in the age to come, eternal life. So this is not, you know, Jesus is building you a house one day, a mansion in heaven. No. Read your scripture. Somebody lied to you. There should be, if I've given one house. If I tell you the kind of breakthrough that's happening for us in the season, through this fast. Do you know that I walked away from a company, an IT company. Web developing. It's all come back. It's come with persecution, but it's come back. That we're getting ready to write software. We're busy doing it. For the United States, honey. Getting paid in dollars. 
Oh, you're going to get mad at me because you're not part of everything. I gave up an IT company. I should have been a multimillionaire many, many years ago. But I took, when God calls you out of a system, you are now taking what you have and you're taking all your skill and your gift and the opportunity and you're planting it in the kingdom of God. Don't you know that there is a return that will come out of there? Don't you know that when I walked away from my own call center, there's another call center being built right here. Do you know what I'm talking about? We have systems. We have have companies we have logistic companies we're running around honey we're doing some things because there is nothing that you've given up for the kingdom of God that God will not pile back onto your life because when the blessing is on you and you standing on solid ground you need to know that this is fruitful ground don't you leave your children operating under the curse you pray for your children let them come onto kingdom swell everything you're looking for is found in the kingdom of God and if you can understand what I'm saying this morning, you will become fruitful. You will multiply. You will have dominion. Your marriage will be healed. Your children will see the faith of God. Your children will know that the system works. You're going to come back with testimony after testimony and say, Pastor, it works, it works, it works. And I'm going to say, I know, I know, I know. I've been too long with God down this road. You can't tell me the system doesn't work anymore. You can't tell me. You look at my marriage and you find the peace in my home and you find what we had to break through and tell my family we're not living this way. We're going to get and bring everybody. And as I can tell you, when, when I made up my mind, I'm not going to go down the devil's way anymore. If God says I must preach to 300 people for the rest of my days, I'm going to do it. If I must plant foundations and put my business on you, I'm going to stay right here. And I'm going to make sure that the kingdom operates. Because anytime, and listen to me parents, listen to me nicely. The day you made up your mind to put your plant your feet on kingdom soil, and you're looking to the rock from which you were hewn, that rock is Christ. You're looking to Abraham, your father. You're seeing what God did with that family because he's a generation. God. He goes from Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He's, he's got a generational blessing. When he sees that that is what's happening in your home and you can't shift me off from the kingdom anymore, he then attacks your seed and you come and you fight my seed because I am not leaving the kingdom. And what does he do? He tries to mess with the mind of your children. This is where we're going to fight for our family. This is where we're going to get up and say, uh-uh, we know who you are. Come on, children of God. Where are the mothers that going to say, listen, you are too quiet in church. I know you used to when somebody comes down the street when you were younger. Come on, Aaron, and they're coming to fight you. And you remember that girl and how she threatened you at school. Now you're walking in the street. You say you want some of this. I know I remember how you used to pull up your thing and used to roll up sleeves. Now you want to sit with your all sanctified little face in church and say, oh, hallelujah. You're going to have to understand that there is a devil that wants your children and if you don't fight for your family the devil will claim them the devil will say this is mine everybody shout back and say not here not here come on you need to fight for your children fight for your family fight for your seed I've stood in this place and I said if God if I have to fast 40 days I'm gonna stand right here and I'm gonna fight for my seed I 
I'm going to fight for my children. I'm going to fight against the spirit of poverty. But we're going to give birth to the purposes of God. I need somebody in the church to begin to shout and say we are fighting a good fight of faith. Don't you act like you're still in the Old Testament. I am done. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13. Scripture. You got to fight. The devil tells you that he's in charge and your children are never going to turn. We're in a new month, honey. When I woke up on the 1st of February, the Lord said to me, son, there's more. It wasn't the first of February, it was after the fast. What is the fast? That day. So we speak about Abraham and everybody in the Old Testament. You don't have Old Testament faith. I'm trying to help you to frame your world with 22 things you're asking God for. You can frame your world and you can put your faith for the best. Listen how important this is. All of these, when you speak about the Hebrews, chapter 11, and all those in faith, and the families from... Rahab, and how God used Sarah, and all of those in faith. Listen to what the scripture speaks about them. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things, the Old Testament, the elders who obtained a good report, those that say such things, they declare plainly that they're seeking a homeland. They're looking for a place where this faith will actually work. Because it's faith first. So they journeyed and they never came to the lap land. Are you with me? And it truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have an opportunity to return. So they were like, we're in a system. God says, get out from your family, your country, your home, your, your father's house. And they take this journey. I'm going to take you to a land. These in the Old Testament never got there. And they never even considered going back to the old system. May you never go back to poverty. May you never go back to an old system that has got you and your family in bondage. I prophesy that over you. You are coming out. I know you're on a journey and it looks like, you know, let's just go, go back and get an old job. Hang out with old people and just go back to an old system. The devil is a liar. You're coming out on the other side. You and your family, you're going to begin to understand faith because faith comes first. And truly if they had, just go back. Truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have an opportunity to return. They didn't even think about going back. They said, never. Never going back. May that become in your spirit. I'm never going back to poverty. I'm never going back to addiction. I'm never going back to gambling. Are you hearing me? Not even a lotto ticket. Not even I hear somebody else's one. It doesn't even give me, doesn't even tempt me. I, I used to gamble. I can walk right through any casino. I mean, not, don't need to go in there, but you can hear the ting-a-ling-a-ling. Not even tempted. Because I bought into a different system. And God's not the God of chance. You keep playing scallop is your lotto tickets. 
you will repent by bringing all of that and you build this tabernacle. I'll sanctify it and I'll self it. Amen. And truly they had called to mind the country of Mishnah. Please, next verse, verse 16. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Shoot, this is so powerful. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Now watch. In, I think it's in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 or something I gave you. What was that? Hebrews chapter 12 and huh, verse 22. Read with me. Just say the first two words. Say it loud. Look at your neighbor and say, but you. No, say it like you ate something because the fast is over. Say, but you. But you have come. You're not looking for a city. You're not looking for a country. You're not looking for a place. God took you out of your father's family tree. The country you come from. The dysfunction you come from. The poverty you come from. And God brought you into a different city. But you've come to Mount Zion. And to the city of the living God. You've arrived. Shout have arrived. Shout have arrived. Because nobody in the city is broke. Nobody in the city is cursed. Nobody in the city has got wayward children. Nobody in the city is depressed. Nobody in the city is suicidal. Nobody in the city is driving bent at digged up cars. Come on, you are in a brand new city. Come on, and the blessing of the Lord is upon Mount Zion. But you have come. Everybody shout, you have come. You've come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You've arrived, honey. I don't know what you're looking for. You are here. This is the place. This is where you bring your children up on. This is where you stand. This is where the blessing is. You've arrived. And if you don't understand that, you keep looking for things that's already on you. Because the Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. He's not only Jehovah Jireh. He's already provided for you. Somebody shout I have arrived. Shout I am here. Shout the blessing is on me. Something's happened in the ministry already. Something's happened in the atmosphere. Shout I am. I am who God says I am. I am not looking for a country. I'm not trying to be like Abraham. Jesus made a way. He made a way when he opened his side. The church came in. The Gentiles came in. Now I'm blessed with believing Abraham and the blessing of the Lord is upon me. Somebody help me preach this morning. You've come to a heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. To God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. You were made perfect. Your family now is perfect. Your home right now is perfect. Now God's a God of order. 
and if you get it right in the spirit and that be the boardroom where decisions are made it's just a matter of time when I walk around and say you wanted to know my testimony there's the new land because I have sorted things out in the spirit you want to know how I prosper I've just given you secrets that God gave me and my family you want to know when you mess with my children we come from a city and this city has got a judge and there are courtrooms and we are bringing our family before the courts of heaven do you hear what I am saying someone's going to hear the spirit of the Lord you're going to begin to learn to walk with your shoulders back someone's going to be rocking their head and say uh -huh, I know who I am come on you're going to walk through that house I say I see what you're doing right now but uh, apparently next week uh, there's anointing well a little one for every household you're going to walk and say I know that you weigh with honey but when you sleep here you don't have nightmares anymore because the blessing is in this house I need the worship team please you need to understand the power when the blessing of the Lord is upon you I put it on the soles of my feet there is no demon there is no devil there is no hex there is no ex that can curse me I am walking in the fullness of the blessing why because when the blessing is on you come on I need the families to rise up this morning and begin to believe that something good is going on here my children oh Kenya you must rise to the top you must your children must come oh you will be fruitful in the land the blessing of the Lord is on you Shout faith first. Don't put your family first. Don't put your family first. Put your faith first. Because when I put my faith first, my family will follow. My family's coming in. They coming in. Because somebody in that house has got some faith. Is everybody gonna hear me today? I know it looks like nothing's gonna happen. But I am telling you, what God done for me, He's gonna do for you. Because God's no respecter of persons. God is on your side. There is an anointing breaking now in this house. I am telling you, I heard that somebody's gonna have to take medication all the days of your life. The devil is a liar. Someone's gonna be healed in the presence of a living God. Our children will be ten times smarter. They said it cannot be done. Put an anointing upon their heads and let them know not this year, honey. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Your name will be great, famous, and distinguished. When they Google your surname, your name comes first. When they Google, what does these people talk about? They talk about kingdom experience. The name that comes up, Kingdom Life Embassy. You need to go to that church. Why? When you're in the kingdom of God and the blessing is on you, it doesn't leave you a nobody. That's why young ones, don't go hanging out with anybody. 
The devil's not concerned about them. He's got them. He's concerned about the blessing that's on you. To rob you from what God has got for you. I'm out of time. The ability to produce and reproduce is on you. Don't you dare put your children ahead of God. In this church, I did it and I put my children into trouble. Every morning, praying the same stuff over and over again. With their unbelief. You put them in the hands of Almighty God. You take Moses and you put him on that prayer basket. If your prayer is good and you've got a basket, you put him in that basket. And even if they float on that filthy Nile, they will not go under. Are you with me? Release them in the care of Almighty God. But don't let the devil be the one that tells you you're going to keep on looking after and, and God can take care of his own. You're not even the parent. You're just the good steward. Don't they come from God? Say, God, this is your crazy child. Well, you can't say that before the Lord because he said, yeah, you called him that all along. Now you're getting it, right? How about you call him blessed? Come on, call your children blessed now. Come on. I'm out of time. Okay. Just clap your hands one more time and just bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. Lift your hands and receive the blessing. Father, we just thank you for every home, every family representing here today under the sound of my voice that the anointing will come afresh upon them. Give a mother that is so anxious, give her peace. A father that has been working so hard under a wrong system, break them from the system of toil and the curse that has kept them. I release a fresh blessing upon you today in the name of Jesus. The hand of God is upon you and your family in the mighty name of Jesus because you and your house will be saved. No one's getting left behind. Don't believe the lie. Your children will not be left behind. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the blessing right now. Listen to me, anybody online, even in this house, if you're not born again, you are under a curse. The system is, there's a curse operating in the earth. You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see and enter this kingdom. You got to come and be born of the spirit, not from your mother's womb. So that you can experience the blessing of the Lord. If you're not saved, or you once were and you don't even know who you are anymore, Listen to me, people are dying outside of, they say, but they don't know they have the blessing on them. Not you anymore. You must be born again. If you don't know Jesus Christ, say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. I say yes to your will. I say yes to your way. 
Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If that comes from the bottom of your heart, you're saved. Now just get your mind renewed. Come on, clap your hands and just believe that if you get your mind renewed, you can walk in the blessing and experience the blessing that maketh rich and adds no sorrow. Amen. The family blessing. Your family don't come first. Faith comes first. Oh, I need those new shoes. We tied first, honey, in this house. Some of you are struggling because you forgot first things first. Your tithes and your offerings. You forgot it. Can we receive an offering? Luke 6, 36. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will men give into your bosom? Let's receive an offering. I know we need to have... We're going to have communion last and we just release a blessing. Let's receive that offering right now. Go for it.
we've got communion. People of faith are the most blessed people in the earth. The most blessed people in the earth. You get a bit, gotta get back home. Listen to your apostle. But what is going on across the globe? You gotta belong to a family. Don't get mad when you get disciplined or rebuked in any way. And take your ball and go home. This is family. You get upset because Man United lost. No. No. We need to get over that fence because this is family. And Jesus is not coming back for you. He's coming back for his family. He's coming back for his bride. You need to belong somewhere. You need to bring your gift to the table. You need to bring your offering to the table. You're going to allow God to work in your heart. And I don't know how people are ever going to live in heaven. When you find white people there that you can't get along with in earth, what are you going to do? Oh, I can't. You know, Indian people. It's like, what's... What's for me, you, man? I went to my family yesterday with Dr. Adrian's memorial was a year now. I just spent some time there. And may yet the man. I mean, I can most worship and buy a prat. Sat for four hours, delivered a seven minute sermon. And I said, I'm running home. Because you can't compete. They asked me to preach, Pastor Jester, before, before they're about to serve the people biryani. You always lose, man. A pastor never wins with biryani. I've never competed with biryani. I can deal with any devil, but biryani, ah, I I'm like, yes, seven minutes. This is what the Lord wants you to know. Stayed with them and ran. And God has been so gracious because some of them were shocked to see all these Indian people and a colored man. I said, deal with the Lord, man. I didn't had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? What are you going to do when, when, when you see white people in heaven? This is family, man. Get over yourself. This is family. Some of you are going to be shocked when you find Malema up there. I'm done. Come, let's have communion. Let's. <laughs> it's all good. This is the kingdom of God, and we are family. And we are the household of faith. The Bible says, do good to all Galatians, especially to the household of faith. And when people walk through those doors, don't reject them. They might not look like you. They might have tattoos. You've never had a tattoo before. Jesus loves them. And let me tell you something. Some of you that are rejecting the people, the blessing is on them. God sent them to bless you. Don't get mad because you don't like the package. Come on, somebody. You reject the gift because you don't like the way it was wrapped. I want God to send me like this. The Jewish people did that. He came to his own and his own received him not. They rejected the gift of God because he shouldn't have been a, a boy that comes out of Nazareth. Don't reject the gift that God has given you. I'm here. 
and I'm yours. I've been through hell with my marriage. My wife's got all the certificates. I got the scars. But good. But we're here. And the deal about this, listen to what I say to you. Your marriage doesn't have to fight the kind of fights if you understand the grace that's on in my life. When you come and receive of this anointing and the grace that's here, you overcome stuff. You don't have to go and learn those lessons. Mentorship is learning through the pain of someone else. You don't have another 38 years to deal with all the pain you have to go through and come out and say, actually after you were 95, Apostle Max was right, you know that. Worn out, but you didn't want to take the lesson. Take the grace. Receive the grace. My family's been through hell. Why? Because God is using all of this to bless you. Amen. Let's receive. So much message still. I am in second, first Corinthians chapter 11. This is, this is a covenant meal. This is family. This is family. You don't share this with outsiders. They've got to become family. Then they partake. It's a family meal. Why? Because his body was broken for you. Why? When we partake of this by faith, we receive healing. You're partaking of his body. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night when she was betrayed, he took bread. You betrayed, people hurt you, rejected you. Come on. You're in a family. And there's nobody broken in this family. His body was broken so you can be made whole. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, come on, take it. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup of the supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This is this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Every every first Sunday of the of the month, we have a memorial service. This is a, a memorial service. We're remembering what he did. And with that, your faith in that tells you that you don't hold grudges, offenses, unforgiveness towards others. And don't you go and walk with unforgiveness in your heart or don't even forgive yourself. Receive his forgiveness and walk free. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, just families, lift up your hands. Father, today we just thank you for every family here today in Jesus' mighty name. We declare that the blessing of the Lord is upon them. The blessing of the Lord right now working in and through their lives, Father. Delivering to them everything that they need to live this life that you have promised for them, Father. I thank you today, Father, that every promise concerning their lives is yes and amen in you. I thank you today, Father, that families will rejoice. Come on, you got to rejoice in the Lord today. You have been provided for everything you need has already been given to you. It's time now to walk out everything that God has given. The blessing now working in you 
flowing through you, removing everything that is a burden to you in Jesus' mighty name. I decree and declare right now that your children are blessed. Wherever they put their hands to, it's going to prosper. They have sound minds in the name of Jesus. Come on, man of God, you are the head of your home. Declare the blessing over your home. Declare the blessing over your marriage. Declare the blessing over your children. And whatever you say, so it shall be. Mom, if you are a single mom, you are the one that holds the blessing in your hand. Release it over your children. Release it over your destiny. Release it over your future today. And in Jesus' mighty name, receive the blessing by faith. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a shout and a praise. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field. You will see poverty no more. It is not your inheritance as a daughter and a son of the Most High God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Come on, we're going to go rejoicing. Ooh.